today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social injustice. For every State Bag purchased, State Hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need. But their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back. And part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you are traveling next, State is offering my listeners 15% off their next purchase at statebags.com using the code POD. That's 15% off your next purchase using the code POD, P-O-D, at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. While we try to teach our children all about life, our children teach us what life is all about. Angela Schwint. Hey everyone, what's up? And welcome back to another episode on the Hipster Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Batters. And if you're a first time listener to the show, I would like to say welcome and to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen. It's my sincere hope that you find something useful, enlightening, entertaining, and who knows, maybe you'll find all of the above while listening to this podcast. This podcast covers many topics that revolve around parenting, mom life, mental health, self-love, health and wellness, as well as encouraging you to follow your own path, because not everything is a one-size-fits-all. But without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. So to start off this episode, I would like to talk about Universal Children's Day. And you might be asking yourself, what is Universal Children's Day? World Children's Day, as it was commonly called back then, back in 1954, and it is actually celebrated on November 20th each year to promote international togetherness, awareness among children worldwide, and improving children's welfare. And in fact, November 20th has become an important day, as this day in 1959 is when the United Nations General Assembly adopted the Declaration of the Rights of the Child. And it is also on this day in particular in 1989, when the United Nations General Assembly adopted the Convention on the Rights of the Child. Let's all raise our hands if we are all about uh, promoting children's rights as much as possible, because I know I'm raising my hand right now, and I'm literally raising my hand. (laughs) Since 1990, World Children's Day, or as we all commonly know it now as Universal Children's Day, it also marks the anniversary of the date that the United Nations General Assembly actually adopted both the Declaration and the Convention on Children's Rights. Mothers and fathers, teachers, nurses and doctors, government leaders, civil society activists, religious religious leaders and community leaders, as well as corporate mongols and media professionals and young people and just children themselves, they can all play a very important part in making World Children's Day relevant for their societies, communities, and their nations. And World Children's Day offers each of us an inspirational entry point just to advocate, promote, and also celebrating children's rights and actually translating into dialogues and actions that will build a better world for children. Because children deserve a very good world, right? I mean, I think we all do really. This year in particular has been very interesting. We can all say that. I think we can all agree that this year has been very weird. But the COVID-19 crisis, this is actually stated on the United Nations website, it's resulted in a child's rights crisis. And I am not disagreeing with that by any means. And the costs of the pandemic for children are very crucial, are still unaddressed. It can actually last a lifetime, especially with all the resources that they may have been receiving. They're not really receiving 
receiving anymore. And I'm thinking, why? Why is that? Because every child deserves to have the same resources that, you know, children in the United States. But that's just me. That's just coming from me, my own standpoint. But according to the United Nations website, they actually say it's time for generations to come together to reimagine the type of world that we would like to create. And on November 20th, you know that kids will always reimagine a better world. And the question is, what will you do? And I really think that this day is very crucial to bring up because this is nothing new. This is like child exploitation. There's the idea of human trafficking and that's not an idea. This is an actual real thing going on. And I really believe that these kids deserve something so much better. When it comes to Universal Children's Day, I was actually very curious about the history of this day in particular. So I decided to do a little bit of digging into this because I like doing research because that's just my forte, right? I'm really into research. I like to make sure that everything I'm stating to you guys is 100% correct. And I also will make sure to include these links in the show notes if you would like to reference these for your own preference. I was curious about the history of Universal Children's Day. And this day, which is Universal Children's Day, began on the second Sunday of June back in 1857 by Reverend Dr. Charles Leonard, who was a pastor of the Universalist Church of the Redeemer in Chelsea, Massachusetts. And in fact, he held a special service dedicated to and for children. Leonard had originally named this day Rose Day, although it was named Flower Sunday later, and then it became known as Children's Day, which I think to me, Children's Day just seems more appropriate just because, I mean, Rose Day, yeah, that's nice and all, but it can be kind of confusing because we may think, well, Rose is more often associated with adults and Flower Sunday, we don't really know exactly what that day entails, right? So it just makes sense to name it Children's Day. So Children's Day was first a officially declared a national holiday by the Republic of Turkey in 1920 with a set date of April 23rd. And I didn't know that because I thought that was pretty interesting. So Children's Day has actually been celebrated nationally since 1920 with the Turkish government and the newspapers of that time were declaring it a day for the children. However, it was decided that an official confirmation was needed to clarify and to justify this celebration and the official declaration was made nationally in 1929 by the founder and the president of the Republic of Turkey. Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. I hope I pronounced that last name right because I definitely don't want to butcher anybody's name. Please, by all means, let me know if I got it right. If not, please, by all means, tell me because I like feedback. Uh, The Universal Children's Day, although it was established by the United Nations in 1954, like I had originally said, it wasn't until November 20th of 1959 that the United Nations General Assembly adopted the extended form of Declaration of the Rights of the Child. And originally that was acquired in 1924, but the United Nations adopted this document as its own statement of children's rights. And in fact, the original text reads as follows, and I'm quoting from nationaltoday.com, and I quote, the children must be given the means requisite for its normal development, both materially and spiritually. Number two, the child that is hungry must be fed. The child that is sick must be nursed. The child that is backward must be helped. The delinquent child must be reclaimed and the orphan and the waif must be sheltered and succored. Number three, the child must be the first to receive relief in times of distress. Number four, the child must be put in a position to earn a livelihood and must be protected against every form of exploitation. And number five, the child must be brought up in the consciousness that its talents must be devoted to the service of its fellow men, end quote. It's great to just kind of be able to sum that up really briefly because I was actually reading this document earlier because I was curious about the, you know, these documents in particular. They're very 
in length. I mean, they're very in-depth length. So if you guys are interested in those articles in particular, uh, what they talk about in the United Nations, uh, the General Assembly, I will make sure to include that in the show notes if you guys want to reference that. For the expanded version, uh, the United Nations actually adopted 10 additional principles. And those were also very in-depth as well. And that's with an accompanying resolution that's proposed by the delegation of Afghanistan that was also calling for governments to recognize those rights and strive for their acceptance and publicize the document as widely as possible. And then on November 20th of 1989, the General Assembly adopted the Convention of the Rights of the Child and the CRC, which is how it's abbreviated, is a human rights treaty. And that is setting out the civil, political, economic, social, health, and cultural rights of children. And the document deals with uh, child-specific needs and rights. Then that requires all nations that ratify it, that they are bound to it by international law and they have to act within the best interests of that child or just of the children that reside in those um, in those nations. In September of 2012, the Secretary General Ban Ki-moon of the United Nations, he led a initiative for the education of children and he wanted to make sure that every child had the ability to be able to attend school and that was a goal by 2015. And secondly, to improve the skill set acquired in those schools. Finally, implementing policies that actually regard education to promote peace, respect, and an environmental concern. And I think those are super important because all kids should be able to go to school and have these uh, needs met, right? Like we need to be able to promote peace, respect, and environmental concern. If we didn't have that, then it's like, you know, what what are we doing if we didn't have these, right? So Universal Children's Day, and this is according to nationaltoday.com, Universal Children's Day is not just a day to celebrate children for who they are, but also to bring awareness to other children around the world as they have experienced violence in the forms of abuse, exploitation, and discrimination, which is still really sad to say that discrimination is still very prominent in society and I think it's just total crap that discrimination still exists I because you know when you think about discrimination I mean I personally for me I can't help but think of the things I learned about in history class when it came to back in the times of slavery, the back in the times of discrimination of around the time of the Civil Rights Act and everything in between. I just think this discrimination is still going on. I mean, that that's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous to me. Again, you know, as we have said, like, uh, the children are exploited, and they're also exploited as laborers, right, in some countries. And they're also immersed in armed conflict, living on the streets. They're suffering by differences by whether it is religion, minority issues, or even disabilities. And then now, actually, they're, according to nationaltoday.com, there's actually about 153 million children between the ages of five and 14 who are forced into child labor. I don't know about you, but personally to me, I just think that's absolutely awful because no child needs to be forced into child labor. And the way I see it, and this is just me saying this, of course, I think every child just needs to worry about being a child and not worrying about working especially between the ages of five and 14. And I know that for some of these kids, like their circumstances, it just does not allow them to be children. But it's still very sad because, you know, you only get one time in your life to be a child and you deserve to live it in the best way possible. Universal Children's Day is the fact that there's other days around the world that this day is actually being celebrated. And I thought that was neat because then it just, you know, shows you that it doesn't just have to pertain to November 20th of being Universal Children's Day. And I think that's absolutely fine. You know, I think every country 
deserves to celebrate Universal Children's Day as they want to because I mean again it is their country they have the right to be able to do that if they so choose to. I looked at some of the days here too again on nationaltoday.com because I like to back up what I found you know with actual facts. The country of India like again they're celebrating Children's Day and this day is actually celebrated on November 14th. It is celebrated across India to increase the awareness of the rights care and education of children and it is celebrated every year as a tribute to India's first prime minister and I am not going to say this person's name because I am not going to butcher it. The government of the Republic of South Africa declared the first Saturday of November as the National Children's Day. The aim of the celebration is to highlight progress being made towards the realization and the promotion of rights of children. On November 7th in Australia, they actually celebrate at National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children's Day. And Children's Day is a time uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander families and communities, and all Australians for that matter, they celebrate the strengths and the culture of their children. It is a opportunity to learn about the crucial impact that culture, family, and community actually play in the lives of every Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander child. And on August 4th in Russia, they also celebrate Children's Day. And this has been celebrated since 1950. And Children's Day was established by the Women's International Democratic Federation in Moscow, St. Petersburg, and other cities usually put on several activities. And free lunches and snacks are also prepared for kids from large families and orphanages. I like how they really take the time to prepare these lunches for kids that either come from very large families who do not have the, the financial means always to afford all of the different food items that children need to be able to thrive and survive, especially in the likes of Russia and especially for the kids that live in orphanages. God, I can only imagine what some of those conditions are actually like. And yeah, I mean, I love that they're doing all of this stuff for kids. I mean, I, I absolutely applaud these women for doing what they can with the resources that they have. And so I was also curious about like the numbers, like being the statistical figures, if you will. So I decided to look up those and this was absolutely mind-blowing 264 million children that's the number of children who do not go to school 90 percent which is the vast majority of children with disabilities do not go to school facing multiple barriers from the stigma and the ignorance to the lack of infrastructure materials or trained teachers one in ten and that is the estimation that there are one billion people around the world with disabilities and at least one in ten of those are children and 150 million children worldwide are engaged in child labor, not even having the chance to just be children. Like I said before, you only get one opportunity to be a child. $1.25, that's the average cost a day per child in developing countries to provide a full cycle of pre-primary through secondary education, which is absolutely mind-blowing. It really is. But then, you know, when you think about it in some of the developing countries, $1.25, that's quite a bit especially for coming for families who don't have everything. 989, this was actually the country of Singapore, and they ended up topping out all of their countries, ranking at 989 out of 1,000 in 2019 for the fewest children missing out on childhood. 375 Niger children, that's the most amount of children that are actually missing out on childhood. They ranked as the lowest of all countries for the most amount of children missing out on childhood in 2019. The United States badly trailed nearly all other advanced countries and helping children reach their full potential in a new 2019 report by Save the Children. 26 million 
as the number of children out of school right now in Ethiopia because of the coronavirus pandemic and 99%, which is the estimation of children worldwide. And when you put that in actual numbers instead of percentages, 2.3 billion are living in one of the 186 countries that have implemented some form of restrictions due to COVID-19. And if your mind is not blown after hearing those statistical figures, it's like, what will blow your mind, right? I mean, oh my gosh, just thinking that, you know, 2.3 billion children, they live in one of the 186 countries that have implemented some form of restrictions due to COVID-19. And not only that, but 26 million children in Ethiopia are not in school right now because of the coronavirus pandemic. That's just thinking, you know, because I don't know if they have the greatest access for, you know, electrical means to be able to do the idea of what we have here in the United States of distance learning. Oh my God. Like just thinking, how much are they suffering? Like how much are they missing out when it comes to their education? You know, it blows my mind. So how to observe this day in particular, which I wanted to know more about too. So I found a few ways and it was talking about finding events and that every year the United Nations actually sponsors events that actually bring children together and adults that actually raise awareness. So in 2016, some of the world's most prominent writers gathered to craft extremely short stories that highlight the problems that the world's poorest children face. And many of the United Nations subsidiaries also hold their own events. And so there's a lot to choose from. But however, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, I don't know how that's actually working. I want to say, if anything, they're probably just doing more virtual events than ever before. So by all means, if you have access to that kind of information, or if you know how to Google this information, and you know, I would encourage you, check it out, you know, Google it, research it, find whatever virtual event is actually going to be right for you. And then the second way to be able to observe this day is spend time in the community. And I know that with the pandemic, that that might be a little impossible. But if there is virtual community events that you can do, by all means, like be a part of something like that. Or you can actually host your own event meant to help adults that actually spend quality time with kids from the community. And this can be as simple as meeting in a local park, or it could be, you know, a party organized by local council. I know that with the pandemic, that might be a little bit tricky. But I mean, if you're able to meet in a park, you know, and just have fun outside for like a half hour, 45 minutes or whatever, then by all means, you know, you can do that. But either way, the whole idea of that is to show the children how important it is to build a bond with the community. Because if they're going to be community leaders, they have to know exactly what their community is all about. Because if they're not learning about their community now, then I would think that I'm not going to say they're doomed, but they'll be in a world of hurt if they don't at least get to know all aspects of the community. The final way that you can actually help with observing this day is sponsoring a child. And there is UNICEF and other organizations that have actually made it easy to donate or even sponsor children at a fixed price every month. And the small donation can actually go a long way and changing the life of a child. And if you ever thought about sponsoring a child or donating to an international organization, make today the day to do that. Like I say, a little bit of that goes a long ways. I mean, it could actually change their life in a way that you can't even possibly imagine or even begin to wrap your head around. Final conclusion here is, you know, why is Universal Children's Day important? Well, it guarantees rights to children. And in particular, uh, for the government documents that I remember reading more in depth when before I started doing this podcast episode, the rights given to people are generally understood to be for adults. But according to the United Nations and very big thanks to the United Nations, governments all around the world have now adopted treaties that guarantee children the right to life, health, education, play, 
family protection from violence, discrimination, and suppression. And we all need to do our part to make sure that those are totally upheld. And they're the future. There's no mistake about that. Like the kids are our future and they will be our future leaders one day. And everybody expects like change to just happen overnight. And it's not going to happen like that. It's going to take time. And by time, like we're talking generations of change, right? And if we want to make sure that the world is going to be stable, safe, and, you know, having a sustainable future for the planet, for all of us, it starts with the children of today. And that's why it's so important to make sure that kids know that education is very vital. It's very crucial. And the United Nations is leading the charge on that one. And the final thing, which again, you know, this might come as a no brainer, but it's to raise awareness. And it's so easy to overlook the problems facing children today because, you know, they may not be as apparent to us in our daily life, right? Especially if we're not parents or if we don't have children. But of course, I'm a mom. So of course, I'm always looking at the rights of kids all the time because I'm just curious about it. It, You know, in this day in particular, it seeks to spread the knowledge that there are millions of children around the world that don't have access to education or access to healthcare or other opportunities. Really, you know, we should be asking ourselves why is that? And we should all be doing our part to ensure that every child has those opportunities because they deserve it. Like I said before, they are our future and they'll be leading this world long after we're gone. So again, if you're able to make a donation to help sponsor a child or any way that you can help on today in particular for Universal Children's Day. And to me, I don't really like to just restrict November 20th to being Universal Children's Day. And in fact, I feel like every day should be Universal Children's Day because every time when I have the opportunity to work with children, I have been very blessed to work with kids as a paraprofessional. I see many of these kids, they're so smart Uh, Even kids who are in special education, they are extremely smart. They are wonderful kids. They're, They're just beautiful human beings. And they deserve every bit of the rights that adults have. They have the right to have the access to healthcare. They have the right to have access to good education for opportunities like we do. Just reiterating the points that I I wanted to make, you know, again, for this day in particular, why it is so important to celebrate it is that it guarantees rights to children. It also raises awareness. And not only that, but it is to prove that the kids are our future because they will be leading this world long after we're gone. And we need to make sure that these resources are available to them no matter what. That's all the time that I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's show. I would love it if you would rate and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to, and I would so appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts, as this helps to boost the show's visibility, as well as letting me know how well the show is doing and just making sure that you guys are enjoying the show's content. Also, if you would like to, you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find that at the Hipster Mom Podcast. I will be back very soon with a brand new episode. So until next time, keep living your best life. Peace.